I kill for more notifications. I mean, not me, I'm doing all right, but some people really do let it bother them, this social media lark. And that's a basis of an interesting, but vaguely problematic horror film, Spree, which was um, made this year, or came out this year. It's a sort of black comedy, I suppose you could say, by Eugene Kotilarenko. Um And the idea is that there is a character, Kurt Kunkel, um, nicely done, nicely named, who is... Um, He's just uh, uh, he's a um, a rider for a ring a rideshare app called Spree. So you know you can call people in and pay them and pay and all of that. But you might be riding with someone else. They might pick up several people at the time. You know. He though is absolutely obsessed with social media and live streaming and getting more people on his live stream because. He's only getting single figures and he's looking at other people who uh, are doing well, um, particularly, um, particularly one who is a sort of, I suppose, social media um, maven, really, Bobby, who it's particularly galling for for Kurt, because he used to babysit Bobby, and Bobby is now getting lots of free swag, or so he says, and loads of uh, watches, which he seems to be, you know, and he's live streaming all the time. So there's all of that. Now, Kurt desperately wants to be seen in that way, so he starts something called The Lesson. And after failing with lots of, I don't know why I even do this, none of you are watching, and all of that. There is a lovely scene actually where he's trying to be heartfelt and he's parked his car at the side of a motorway and cars keep going past. So he's trying to be absolutely, you know, I'm going to do that. I am absolutely going to, you know, you, can, you can't really hear him because cars are coming past and he keeps having to look round. Anyway, he decides that what he needs to do is to create an event, which is what Bobby is um, with kind of tough love. You know, you're a loser and you need to do this. He's going to pick up fares in his car and kill them. This is part of what he calls the lesson. So he's getting some views because he's preparing this. And although we don't see this till later on, we do see him talking about his water bottles. But what he's been doing is injecting them with poison and then saying to people when they get in, there's water in the back. And they take a sip of the water and they die. Big problem number one. Quite a few people expire in his car and we don't see at all what he does with the bodies. We do see him looking online to how to dispose of a body, but we don't see what he does with them. Not that's a massive issue because this jumps about so much, you know, with bits of social media, bits of... Um, other people's live feeds and all of that. And it jumps about in time so much that you don't really get the chance to say, well, wait, hang on a minute. It bypasses you a little. But it's still at the back of my mind, really. Even though he's doing this, Bobby is, um, who said he is going to host his live stream tonight to get more viewers, is constantly saying, this is fake. This is so fake. So in a way, 
you know, it doesn't really matter because what is fake and what is real? He's absolutely doing this, but how do you convince people that you've actually done it? Because he's seen it so often. Oh yeah, you're just, you're just faking me out. Then he picks up a bloke who is an obnoxious guy who's just going to have sex with some woman, but he, he's sharing his ride with someone else. Now, he's not happy about that until he sees that the person who is sharing with him is Jesse Andrew, uh, Jesse Adams, who is a, uh, a sort of uh, internet sensation. She's a stand-up comedian, and she's got uh, a phrase, all eyes on me. It's all based around social media and clubs and all of that, and streams and all that kind of stuff. And he wants to get with her. Oh, yes. They go into an argument. She leaves. He's saying most of the time, by the way, Kurt's World, Kurt's World, I think there's Kurt's World's 59 or something like that. So he can't even get, um, he can't even get a standalone name. There are other people. He's had to really get down the queue for that. He's trying desperately for her to say, do, do tag me, tag me if you want, you know. She, she records herself talking about this misogynist um, and then puts that on social media. He drinks the water and is partially, um, well, he's some way towards being dead, gets out of the car and uh, Kurt needs to run him over. He then blithely goes to wash the blood off and put Petra in his car. The police are there. And in the meantime, he's having a conversation. He's more interested having a conversation with Bobby, who's saying, no, I'm not going to to really big you up here because I don't believe you're doing this, really. He knows he needs to up his game. Now, Jessie has gone to her uh, mother's house to kind of get some rest time before she does her next um her next club act, which she says will be something extraordinary for people, something they haven't seen before. It's going to cause a lot of a, a lot of perturbation. Oh, you can go blind, you know. That's from Pompeii, that. There you go. And we see in real time someone coming to her door and we think it's Kurt, but actually Kurt's gone to visit Bobby. Now, Bobby's been telling him you need to do something or I'm getting sick of this. Meantime, people are paying to make comments, you see, so he's not getting any money either. So he shoots Bobby. And then he goes to Bobby's computer and hijacks his live stream. So he is now streaming and he's got all of Bobby's followers. Sees Bobby's swag, takes a shower in Bobby's in Bobby's shower while he's still live streaming. Would you like to see my boner? No, no, you don't get to see that. All of that's going on. And this is where things get a little messy. His father, played by David Arquette, not quite right, really, because split up from his mother, he hates his mother, hates his father, does Kurt, and his father is a DJ, but not a very successful DJ. He says, would you like to uh, give me a ride? No, of course not. His son said, I'm not doing that. Well, that's a shame because I've got, I've got a residency at, the, at, a, at a great club. You could, you could film it, and uh, no, I'm not doing that. And also, uh, um, DJ Uno is going to be there. DJ Uno? Don't even know who she is. In the meantime, because he's on Bobby's stream, people start liking that. And he says, oh, you know who D DJ Uno is? She's someone important, eh? I see. So, goes to the club, which is just a strip club, inveigles himself with, with, with DJ Uno, who tags him. So now he's getting all her followers on there as well. 
takes her to a burger van or some kind of vegan burger van or something like that. She finds a um, a gun in the car. He's bought that just to spice things up. Takes a swig of water. She's out cold. Police come over. Tap on the on the on the window. Excuse me, sir. Step out of the car. Driver's license, please. Oh, my girlfriend's just taking a sleep. <laughs> she wakes up suddenly. Has the gun in her hand. Is shocked. Fires through the windscreen. Kills a police officer. You'd think that would be the end of things, wouldn't you? But no, there is a police chase in which he is driving under a a bridge, running over lots of homeless people saying, I feel invincible, rolls the car, but soon kills another spree driver because, of course, he has to take a spree car to get that car and goes to see Ms. Adams. Then she calls for a spree because someone's hitting on her. She's just done a big um, a big comedy routine about, that's it, I'm off the net. Breaks her phone. Supposedly, that's it, I'm off the net now. That, of course, trends. Of course it does. The club owner, who is the one who'd gone to her door in the first place to bring her to the club, starts to hit on her. She bails gets a spree, it's Kurt. Here's where things get extremely weird. Kurt tries to kill him, of course he does. They end up in his house, the car in his house, and extraordinary stuff ensues. Until in the end... Ms. Adams is being pushed to have a selfie with Kurt, a very bloodied Kurt, on the bonnet of a car, and she accedes and then becomes incredibly famous because of that. It's a confused plot, there's loads in it. It's a simple idea, but really confused. So there's quite a lot that makes you think, well, I'm not quite sure whether he, he should be doing this and not be able to dispose of the bodies. This is, I think, takes place in one night, you know. I don't think this should be happening. Um, I don't know where he's doing this. I don't know how he's getting away with this. I don't know how the police are reporting this. But then this is an anonymous age where police forces are stretched and nobody is thinking he is killing these people at all. After the fact, it's reported, of course it is. There are other issues around, okay, now there's a, a scene where you're fighting with, with the comedian here. Now there's a scene where um, we don't know what happens to Uno, for instance. Now there's a scene where you're arriving back at home. Here's your parents. Oh, they've been off. Here's the fight with Ms. Adams. She's become... One of the main characters. You wouldn't expect that. You'd expect that Bobby would be one of the main character. He's off early on. It's a bit confused. But you know what? It absolutely works. And one of the reasons why it works is because of the disposable nature and the make-your-own-truth nature of social media. 
So you never know what's going to trend. The moment where he says, oh, you know about DJ Ono, do you? I didn't know that, but you do. Ah. You never know what's going to be popular. So you're always chasing something. Unless you have the charisma to make anything popular. And that's the issue with Kurt Kunkel's Kurt's World account and live stream. He's just not got any charisma. When he confronts Bobby, Bobby is talking 19 to the dozen, quite entertainingly about how sad he is, and, and Kurt doesn't get a word in No, no, no. There's a bit of that going on. Joe Keery plays him really well with a kind of simplistic, not simple-minded, but simplistic naivety and a sort of misplaced optimism, which is odd, but absolutely correct for a modern Twitter world where someone says, my husband just died, can I get a hug? You know, that absolute surface and that absolute post-truth world where you have alternative facts and you have fake news, what is real and what isn't? It's similar to Death of a Vlogger that I uh, reviewed the other day. What's real and what's staged? And also, what's going to excite people? Once you start, when are you going to stop? If people are bored of seeing deaths because it's through poison, so all you do is see people die, you don't see him cutting them up, so he has to take a step to do some hands-on stuff. When will people be satisfied? That's the fear of this. It makes a real comment on social media, of course it does. But actually, it's entirely part of social media. Where you can flip back and forward on your timeline. So that time really means nothing. You can then get something you commented on three hours ago. That's now current because someone's commented on it. What did I say there? You have to look back at it. Time is so different there. It's current, but past is current as well. So the way it flips from bit to bit and the way it reveals things, you see the water bottles, but you don't see it injecting them with poison until much later. All of that is very interesting. There are some great lines here. Generally, Joe Keery is the reason you'd watch this as far as performances go. He really has an interesting take on this. You know, David Arquette, as his dad Chris, is okay. He's 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 fun and funny. You know, I find him I find him hilarious. No more hilarious than when he was world heavyweight champion of the wrestling world at WCW. But anyway, he's okay. Doesn't have that much to do. You know, um, and Bobby Josh Oval as Bobby is what you'd expect. He's exactly what you'd expect. It's really Joe Keery that does something. Zahir Zamata, Sashia Zamata, should I say, as Jesse Adams, is another thing that you'd expect. Really conforms to a kind of motormouth uh, comic, really, with lots of attitude. Doesn't give us anything else. There's no, there's nothing else written, so it's pretty 2D. All the characters are pretty 2D here. But that's the way it is on social media. You don't bother to look at how people feel. You just look at what they said last. 
at what stance they've taken. Last, there are no depths here. There is no cognitive dissonance here. You have one idea and you stand or fall by it. That's what Twitter is like. That is what social media is like. And that is what live streaming is like, because it's all about headlines. There is nothing deeper than that. No one's got the time to look at your problems. So Joe Keery skates through this. He has no feeling about a moral compass, about should I be killing these people? It's not about that. His morality has all come from social media. He is the most important thing in the world. He is his own editor. He is his own journalist. Everything comes from him. Unfortunately, him is not very interesting. And when we're told by social media that that's what we should be doing and that we are so important, when you can't do that, when you don't have the charisma to do that, how galling must that be? This is a film of disappointment, of sadness, of people with disconnected lives. As Forster said, only connect. That's all we want to do. We have all the connections we can have at the moment, but nobody really connects. And nobody has time to do that here. Because it's all about hits and moving on to the next thing. It's four out of five. Has some issues. Has humour too. Black humour. And as a horror, has no spills and thrills. But it has a really big point to make about social media by being right in it. And if you're checking your notifications now, you really need to see it. Ta-ta.